Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the... G'day. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Ashes. Cool, and welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast, The Ashes, episode three. And it doesn't get any better, but tonight I am joined, or this morning in half of their case, I'm joined by my good friend Will Part and Ian Slater. Hello. Hi, guys. And in Convict Corner, we are joined... Again, by Jack Doyle. How are you, Jack? Good, mate. Good to be back. And uh, I think, well, I'll let you introduce him. We've got a, a brand new guest for the podcast. Yeah, we have. We've got Jack Sweeney joining us this morning as well. Um, I play my grade cricket with Jack at Sandgate Redcliffe. Good speaker, singer, top water bat, and captain of our third grade side at Sandgate. So, welcome, Jack. Hi, Jack. How you doing, Jack? You might have gone a bit of a tangent there and done. How you going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this is a big intro. intro. So, singer, top order yeah. batsman, captain. It's the Australian version of Willie P here, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do we start? And I think we'll start with, well, all the talk before the game was changes to the side. So, Australia with Cummings going out, uh, Richardson coming in and Michael Nessa coming into the side as well with Steve Smith taking on the captaincy. So initial thoughts there, guys. I think I, I said in the first podcast, didn't I, that I, I rated Richardson. I actually had him into play before I, I realised what, um, remembered what the Aussies' uh, bowling lineup already was. It was probably a, a toss-up for me between him and Stark to start, wasn't it? Because um, I said, you never really know what you're going to get from Stark. And I thought they might go with Richardson. But I, I, I bigged him up and I thought he'd do well. So I, I thought it was sort of quite a good person to come in. It's not, he's pretty handy to come into your side, isn't he, with a force change? I don't think that, um, you're going to be too upset with him coming into your side. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought he started really well. I mean, his first over, he was getting lots of movement. Yeah. And he also, and he also had the scary stary eyes on as well, didn't he? Did you know? He that? did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked like serial killer eyes. Let's get started. And yeah, uh, yeah he just, he, he bowled a fantastic first over. Really, really good. Yeah, um, it's funny because I think um, over here, the, the the more talk, I suppose, is surrounding Smith in the captaincy role again. I, I think um, we all over here knew what Richardson do, could do and, and what Ness was capable of doing and how good they were. And we knew we sort of all felt, you know, over here that we weren't too worried, although obviously they had big losses. But um, the big, um, I suppose, argument was between um, we're surrounding Smith. There's a lot of people over here that still haven't forgiven him. So um, I think um, the way the test went, I think um, I think it's you know 
it's planned out perfectly. It's it's gone perfectly for him and for Cricket Australia. That whole um, you know, Smith shouldn't be ever captain again. It's just cancelled out now. You know, if it ever happens again, it's like all well, he's done it before. He's come back and been successful. So um, I think that's actually a bit of a positive for Australia on how it's all worked out and from that perspective. Yeah. Mm. So how how has the media covered it over there then, Jack, uh, during the game? Um, pretty positively, I think. You, you you touch on this one, Jack. Yeah, no, it's been pretty positive. Yeah, I think obviously the result going our way helped, but um, yeah, no, I think the media media attention's been pretty good around it. To be fair, going back on on the other topic there about the bowlers coming in, I think like Nice has been twelfth man thirteen, fourteen times or something. In <laughs> Oh, I like thought it was like twenty seven games and twenty seven games in a row or something. He'd been Oh yeah, it might have been yeah, really? been. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so like he's obviously always been there or thereabouts. So I think having like him and Richardson there as replacements, probably pretty handy blokes to come into a side as well. It then, shows he's he's been twelfth man that many times and he's still not first in. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. yeah with, with, you know, you'd, you'd expect if a, a bowler come out, somebody been twelfth on that many times. Yes, I'm in, but no, you, you need two. Two need to drop out from to get a gig. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just on the Smith thing, I think that that's really interesting actually because we sort of, you know, we talked about it in the last podcast. We sort of, you know, he's he's coming. He's going to be the captain anyway, even with, with Cummings um, in the role. Um, but boy, the, he can catch, can't he? God, yeah, he's got he's got fantastic good. hands. I mean, what some of those catches he was taking were brilliant. Isn't he the he's the first of six uh, all times? Three, yeah, is it four? Yeah, he's the first four one times, to do it. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think uh, nobody's really talked about it here about him being captain of the. It's not a topic of conversation mm-hmm. as far as I'm as far as we're concerned. It's it's a shame that it all happened because for me he's like one of the best on field captains around. He rarely makes a bad decision in the field. Like his his plans and his the way he goes about it is always pretty spot on. Um, that's never something. Whenever you've watched, I've watched a, a test match, whether it's against England or not, nobody's questioning Smith's captaincy. Where yeah. that was always a massive conversation when Payne was captain, especially yeah. in that Headingley test, he got absolutely rinsed for that. I don't remember Smith ever getting rinsed for his captaincy until that until that incident happened. So um, <laughs> I, think I don't think you... that was that was never going to be a problem, was it? No, I think when you watch him and. No pun intended. He's always ticking. He's always looking. He's always thinking about his field and everything else, and making changes and changing his bowlers. He's not frightened to, you know, do yeah. something different, which is fantastic. You know, for a test captain that can, you know, if you get it wrong, you can get pilloried. He's not frightened to make decisions, which is you know all you want from a captain, really. It's the odd. Why doesn't mine do that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it might. It's funny that you said like. Uh... You know, there's a lot of people still against it. It might have needed something like this for him to just get a gig, doing it one more time for people to just like let it slide. Now, maybe yeah, after yeah. this, now he's done it, that could be it. Now he might never ever do it again. That might be the, you know, he probably will. You know, with being a bowler as captain, but if he never does it again, that you know, you'd, you'd hope that that's the last you hear about that sort of conversation. He's done his time, like we said in the first yeah. podcast. I think in a way yeah. as well, it may work out for him in a good thing that it's 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 his second test back as vice captain and it's pretty much happened instantly. So it's it's got yeah. rid of that kind of stigma and the kind of thought that it may happen. It's kind of ripped the plaster off and it's done, you know, and we, yeah. we can move We're on from that. So from an English perspective, all the talk beforehand was who was going to miss out and the unlucky few who missed out were Jack Leach, and, and Mark Wood, who <laughs> who were, were dropped in favour of Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson. Now, what were our thoughts before the game in regards to that? I think we picked that team, didn't? But you you didn't like Wood being dropped, did you? So you didn't like that. You didn't think I, he should have been dropped. Was that right? You no, I, 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 I was definitely no, I was definitely for Broad and Anderson coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you didn't but, know about was, Wood, did you? But I was definitely keen on Leach being left out as well after the first test. Now, okay, what we missed was a, a frontline spinner. You look at what Nathan Lyons done. You know, he was getting to talk fantastically. You know, he's getting turned. I mean, he gets bounce anyway. He seems to get more bounce than any other spinner I've seen, and uh, particularly in Australian conditions. And, and we missed that a little bit. You saw how Root bowled was a part-time spinner. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he was dangerous on there. I mean, how he got Travis Head out in the first first uh, innings, you know, Travis Head hadn't got a clue where the ball was. 
Um, so we missed that. We missed, uh, is it Parkinson? Who, who, who could come in potentially, but it just, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's I, a difficult one. Let's be, I have to answer this. What's the difference between Parkinson and Milan? Bowling leg spin, not a great deal, in my no, opinion. Not really. Yeah, I, I take your point. I take your I point. Think, I think the hardest thing is, is you watch, you watch the game, and you 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 say, look, England. England are missing a frontline spinner. Should we have had Jack Leach? But then at the same time, would Jack Leach have done as well as Nathan Lyon? No. No, not, no, not at all. That's why I was I didn't want him in the first place. I think after that first test, it just showed that the Aussies were going to target him. Mm. And he's not good enough to not be targeted to you know to mm. to put them in trouble. And certainly on, on that first deck anyway. But this point before I go and get my pie. Um <laughs> It's, uh, if if England had made the right selection in the first test, which was which they did under pressure, the pressure of the ground, that was a ground pressure selection to miss broad without looking at the conditions. Um, if they picked the right team for that, they wouldn't have felt pressured to pick this team that they have this time round. They might have played the spinner. If they'd have picked Anderson or Broad in that first test, then they would have been able to leave out one of them for this test yeah, to play totally, the spinner. Totally agree. When totally everyone's agree. talked about how it's going to spin and all of that, or how you're going to bowl, they would they wouldn't have had to make a pressure decision on this selection if they'd done it right the first time around. Yeah, they made the decision based on it's a day night match. Yeah, and they probably felt yeah. pressured that they can't go two tests in a row without picking them because they just lost. So they've got to pick them. So they put themselves in a back themselves into a corner there, having to pick those two seamers, but they still could have dropped Wokes. Yeah, I think, batting I think, batting alone shouldn't like I said. Sh- shouldn't be picking as a batter you got to pick your bowlers and you got to pick your batters if you got a shorter batting lineup you you know was your spinner gonna was your spinner gonna reduce you to less runs than works is gonna get you with the bat you hope so we've got a fairly short batting lineup now we might as well declare five down well <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get my yeah. pie what's your cool. thoughts over there about mark wood surely he's gonna be playing by yeah yeah 150 plus regularly I think I think the problem is is what we've said in previous episodes is with Mark Wood he's prone to breaking down so you've got to kind of pick and choose you can't have him playing because there's uh, there's, there's no there's no real gaps between the test matches other than they're literally back to back to back aren't they and and the problem with Wood is that because of his action and everything else he does break down mm. so you've got to try to almost wrap him in cotton wool and can't play him every test. But I think that's also why they may be bringing in Saqib Mahmood for the final few games, mainly because I think they realise that they've got to have that option of pace. He's bowling um, well, he's well in the big bash, isn't he? Yeah, so you've got to, got to have that alternative to him. Now, going on to the game itself, Australia win the toss and choose to bat, which I think is something that we agreed on the last podcast is probably what you'd do. You know, you've got the best of the conditions and if you can bat through, you know, you're not going to be put in whilst it's dark in theory or if you do, if you are batting in the dark later on, you've already hopefully put some runs on the board. Now, someone else who's in, under a bit of pressure before the test is Harris and doesn't get off to the best start with a three, bold broad court butler. Yeah, um, I mean, the general sort of consensus over here is that he's, you know, everyone sort of, Wants Kawaja in now after those two tests, and um, but just knowing now that they've, they've won those two tests, and JL's always said he reminds him of himself when he sees Marcus Bar- Harris bat, um, for whatever reason, um, a little lefty, it's a bit gritty. I think he's a bit in love with Harris, so um, he'll be there next test at least, and I'm not, I'm not sure how long he'll have, and he'll probably get a 60 odd next test and be there for the rest of the series, but um, yeah, it's been. You know, it's it, sort of the predicament we're in at the moment sort of a bit reminded me of, of sort of a few years ago now when you guys had um, Cook there who was locked in and you just couldn't find someone to partner him at the top um, for a little while. Um, so that sort of feels like what it feels like now for us um, here with Harris. Yeah. I just don't so, think he's good enough. I don't think he's test match. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. He sticks out like a sore thumb. Everybody else is getting runs and he, yeah. and he, and he just isn't, um, which yeah. is – and he, he doesn't look confident at the crease either. No, he just looks out of his depth, which yeah. is probably a shame for him. He's made twenty first class hundreds, so like he can obviously he can obviously play, but yeah. he just looks out of his depth at that level. And then Kawaja comes on and dances on the outfield and gets the crowd going. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, this is moonwalk. 
But I mean, if you're looking, like you're saying, you're looking for someone who's going to be the next the next Australian opener. Is having bringing Kawaja, thirty five year old, back into the side, opening the batting, technically possibly the right thing to do, or is it potentially the right thing to do? And just having someone who's a stopgap until there's someone better. I think yeah. in my I think um Kawaja in terms of an option at the top, um probably a, a good guy to bring in now if it were one all or, or you just you were desperate to win the series. Um and Harris was had been doing what he's doing. Um but now it's two nil. Um you probably still would have looked at that future sort of mindset a little bit more than um you know, you don't really need the desperate um measures that you know what Kawaja would be. Um yeah, what are you going to say, Jack? I was just going to say, yeah, bringing in another debutant or a young one um, in a vulnerable sort of top six already outside of Smith, Warner and Labuschagne. It's a pretty vulnerable top six or seven, I would have thought, with, you know, Head, Green, Carey, Harris, <sighs> sort of in the seven already kind of playing, not playing for their spots, but new to the side as such, I suppose. Yeah, do you know what? I disagree. I, disagree. I think you're 2-0 up. You don't look like losing a test match the way we're playing at the moment anyway in the way that Australia are playing. I think it's absolutely the perfect time to bring someone in and blood them and, you know, that if they, you know what, if, just to get the atmosphere and get the feel of it because if they don't come off, it doesn't matter because you've got that top six. I mean, okay, I know Green hasn't got any runs yet, um, but, you know, he looks great with the ball in hand. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, you know, and he's still growing. Christ, he's, you know, what is he? He's only... The youth, isn't he, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, my age, twenty-two. So. Yeah, so he's he's got a lot of time to develop and everything else, and, and you know, and imagine what pace he's going to bowl at then. Um, you know, so I I don't know. You know, Harris, as you said, looks out of his depth a little bit, but you know, is it worth persevering with him to see what happens if he comes off and, and he, no, okay, <laughs> I'll tell you, as a no, Jack, looking at your face. No. Yeah, but then, no. just then, straighty. But then who else? Yeah. Who else? Who else is in? You know, in 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 the wings. Bryce Street. Uh, you got a hundred in the cricket Australia yeah, second. Australia game. Australia Lions game. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you know, is it worth saying? Do you know what? But I think uh, Jackson's right. He'll be in there for the third test. If he doesn't get any runs in the third test, then maybe that's when you. Because if you go three and up, it doesn't matter anyway. To a degree, well, it still matters, but you know what I mean. It doesn't. It's not going to. Yeah, no. you, You've got the ashes. Therefore, you could bring this other guy in and yeah. give him the opportunity. Maybe I just think yeah, it's, Jack's probably right there. Like, if we keep winning, they're not going to change the team. I wouldn't think. Yeah, people people um forget that um he's a, he's sort of only in there because Bukowski can't not get cast concussed. Um, oh, he was course, in yes. and then he got injured, and then um in the India series in our last summer. Um, and he made 50 on debut and then um, and then he got injured in the field and then they brought Harris into that last test of that series um, and didn't get any. And then it was sort of like, we haven't played any test cricket this year. Um, oh, Harris got, you know, one on two hundreds in, in shield. So um, they're like, oh, we better just stick with the incumbent. And then now he's hasn't got any still. So um, Pukowski, I think, um, was on their radar a lot. And then none of us know now, no, no fans, no, you know, journalists or anything over here know um, what the girl is with him. It's hard to read that whole situation, but yeah. So moving into the next test, where do you think Australia will make some changes, if any? I think, well, Cummins will come back in on of course, that yeah. whole COVID thing. I mean, personally, if, there, if there's a, because I know, I don't think Stark can play all five tests. I think if there's a test where he um, he, he should rest, it's either going to be the MCG or the SCG where conditions aren't you know, suit, suit his bowling as much. He'll want to be ready for the Hobart pink ball test again. So I, I would be tempted to maybe rest him this one. Um, if that were the case, you could just go come and straight for him. And if Hazelwood's fit, then you put him in for Nessa and you leave Richardson there. But I'm not sure where they'll go. I, I think they'll keep Stark because he's been bowling well and it's a whole Boxing Day thing. And who, who knows? If he's still grabbing his thigh at training or whatever his hamstring, whatever he was grabbing during the, during the match there, they might rest him. But... um. I'd go down that path. I'm not sure. What do you reckon, Boyley? Yeah, I think Stark will play, being Boxing Day and all. Um, mm. Probably the only reason. If it wasn't a Boxing Day test, I think, yeah, he probably gets rested. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, obviously, assuming Hazelwood's fit, it'll be Hazelwood's, Hazelwood coming Stark line. Mm. Um, Hazelwood's not fit, then Richardson keeps his spot and Nisa drops out for Cummins. 
Austra- Cricket Australia have named their squad for the rest of the series, haven't they? And they've they've included Hazelwood yeah. in and, and Cummings, obviously. So, you know, I, I don't see... I think Hazelwood will come back in. You're right. But I, it's interesting. You guys aren't that buoyed up about Stark because I think mm. he's... Do you know what? I think he bowls fantastically. And you know he, he's always going to pull that magic ball out to, to get something. How he got Joe Root out, where they literally set the field for, do you know what? I'm going to, <laughs> they're going to be angling it into your pads and nip one away and got him caught by Carey in the second innings and I think you know he just he just produces those those moments of magic doesn't he and has that ability yeah. to do that yeah he can yeah but he has the potential to <laughs> a lot of average stuff in yeah. between I think I think we've um, you know realised how good we've got it sometimes when you watch Cummins and Hazel and then he comes in behind them or even as our third seamer um, I think yeah, we got the luxury of Cummins, Cummins and Hazelwood, and they set set such um, high standards. But yeah, I think it was Stark. But he showed last year. We had a four test series against uh, India last summer, and by the, by the, the last test at the Gabba, um, he yeah was just really struggling for wheels and struggling for consistency. And um, I'd hate for that to happen again if he tried to play three or five here. But yeah, he's back. <laughs> so one of the main one of the main things is obviously something that we've mentioned: Hazelwood missing out. Cummings missing out. I think for a lot of pe- a lot of English fans, before the test has started, before Cummings had kind of pulled out with COVID, the news that Hazelwood may not be playing was something of put great enthusiasm to many an England fan, thinking that you know England's batsmen may have a chance. Now, it didn't quite work <laughs> out that way, did it, guys? And once again, our opening batsman Hamid and Burns not setting the platform at all, really. Yeah, no, just very difficult. I think. After that first test where, you know, we know it all started and everything else then, you know, the impetus is with Australia, with the, the Aussie bowling attack, and they're just so strong and so much strength in depth. There's no respite, is there? And, you know, you might get through the Starks opening spell, but then you've got, generally, you've got Cummings coming on or Hazelwood, and, you know, it's, it's just never-ending. And then... You know, Nathan Lyon pops up to, to to hold an end up. So, yeah, I think, you know, you, you want Joe Root coming in with a platform, don't you? You want Joe Root coming in at number four with 100 on the board. And we're just never getting that. Um, so he then plays within himself. I think, yeah. Burns really, I don't even think he's playing within himself, is he? I think he's still playing as well as he could. And you look at Burns and Hamid in England, they do set a platform. They have done in the in the last winter. Some of that's just gone for us, but I put it down to lack of preparation. They're just playing it so many balls they don't have to, and we're getting hit on the glove. They're getting nicked off on the shoulder of the bat. It's not like they're going after wide half volleys and nicking off, you know, like like some people do when they come over to England and they think, yeah, yep, that's a drive ball, and it's not. It's, um, it's, you're going to nick off to that. We're here. Hamid's gloved off what three times playing the exact same shot, and it's all. It's not even sixth stump. It's further over, you know. And and if you think if he'd had more than forty balls, if that's probably the max that he got out in the middle since they've got here, he's never played over here before. Is that Burns has had one tour, or is this the first time for him? First time for Burns. It's the first time for Burns. First time for Burns to have forty balls is is your match preparation in a in a new country and expect to go out and and uh, build a platform against the one of the best seam attacks in their own country. It's not going to happen, is it? Root's done it be- been here before. Milan's been here before, and that's it. Stokes didn't; hasn't been here for eight years. So you can't really even expect him to do much. Yeah, you know, Burns he's... played club cricket in Australia. What Stokes? Nah, Burns has played oh, club Burns. cricket. Over here. Yeah. When was that though? But it's different though, isn't it? Well, club yeah, cricket. yeah, yeah. It is, but it's you know, like he's played on fast bouncy decks out here before uh, oh. a couple of years ago. Although I reckon I could slash, I reckon I could slash a twenty in, in Test cricket as well, batting the way I bat. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have a deep point in a Test match. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the the field England set? That's true. If I played against England, you would do. It. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, something that I was going to bring up later on, but we might as well bring it up now is that. In the post-match, Chris Silverwood bringing up that he would have picked the same side for both tests and a lot of talk is about the bowling attack, not bowling the right lines and lengths when it's the batting lineup that seems to be failing. Now, 
that would point to me that England seem to think that they have got the right batting lineup, which, to be honest, I don't think many people would say there's much better. Um, does this just completely come down to what we spoke about pre-series, lack of preparation and lack of drive towards England and preparation for Test cricket? Well, I think there's a couple of things to think to add into that because, you know, if we don't make changes now for the third test, for the Boxing Day test, then the ashes are gone, okay? If we decide, oh, yeah, we'll make some changes in test four or test five, the ashes are already gone. We need to win the next three three test matches to wrestle the ashes away, if that's the goal. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and But the point is, is that if, if we don't make changes, then are we going to expect that these people are suddenly going to become fantastic on, on, on these pitches? I I don't see it. I don't I don't, I don't then, see that. Are you then though asking someone who's had less preparation, had less time in the middle to come out and try and do a better job than the people who have already given it a go? Now, the one thing I would say that's probably up, up for some debate is having them got the right wicketkeeper. No, probably not. I mean, would Bearso take those screamers? Maybe not, but he would have caught the two dollies. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? But... And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of six and two threes, isn't it, in terms of what you do? Um, I, I, if somebody commented actually on, on this test match about Butler's body language and his, you know, his impetus behind the sticks and, you know, how he doesn't run up to the stumps uh, and, and, you know, the wicketkeeper generally keeps the team going, doesn't he? There's lots. The chat going I think that was me in the WhatsApp chat, wasn't it? Talking about Butler's lack of, he just no, he's one of the Australian doesn't, commentators. Doesn't doesn't get people going. He's just you know you can see what he's feeling on his face at all times. You know, yeah, he'd be great to play poker against, wouldn't he? He just <laughs> <laughs> he's not picked for his wicket keeping, is he? That's the thing, and and that's the problem. And that's like what you were talking about with Wokes as well. Why are we picking players who aren't picked for the for their job role entirely? You know, Wokes can score twenty runs. Again, there was there was an Australian commentator or something could posted something on Twitter saying that you know Wokes is two for two hundred and thirty four or something. He's evened out by his swift twenty that he gets at the lower order. It's kind of you know, and again the same with Butler. It's it's all right him scoring forty odd, but if he's going to give away as many runs or more runs with his wicket keeping, yeah. it's it's the same argument. It's the same with the bowlers, isn't it? Do you mm. pick your bowler to reduce runs, which is going to which is going to do more? Is your batter going to score more runs than the bowler's going to reduce? It's the same with the wicket keeper, isn't it? It's Gilchrist's fault. We'll say it, we'll say it to the end of time. It's his fault. <laughs> otherwise, but otherwise, what if if he if Gilchrist never played Test cricket, folks would be the wicket keeper. Yeah. And Chris Reed would yeah, have had a great career. That's what I was about to say. Me and Jack were talking about it the other day about folks. Folks is probably one of the best glovemen in the world in terms of mm. wicket keeping alone. Um, yeah. And then looking at his average, Butler averages 33 in Test cricket, folks averages 31. So, yeah, as you were saying, Jack, Ben Folks and Joss Butler test batting average for England since the start of 2018 are both averaging 31.53. Now, that is heavily skewed by the fact that Folks' average in that first year is something ridiculous, like 80-odd. Um, but still, it'd be interesting to see the, uh, the stats on buys conceded and catches dropped and stumpings and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I think even if you look at the last test alone, um, Butler dropped Labuschagne on 20, mm. um, and he went on to get 103. And obviously, dropped him again later on, dropped him twice, but... When you first dropped on 20, so he's negative 83 there. What alone is how I would. Oh, Smith, Smith could have just come in and scored those other 80 anyway, <laughs> even if you caught minus. So. Yeah, exactly. It still yeah. doesn't take away from the fact that our batting lineup isn't getting enough runs. Simple. Mm. You know, you can talk no. about keepers and bowlers all you want. If we, if we don't get more than 250 in our, in our first innings, you ain't going to win a test match. You could sum the first two tests up real easy, like put the conversation we just started, like the line and length that England have bowled and England's fielding. If England bowl a yard fuller in this test and they catch as well as the Aussies did, I actually don't think there's much between the two sides. Yeah, Even though Australia's a much better side, I think if England had taken their catches, the totals that Australia got wouldn't have been as high because we would have kept them down 
And uh, if we'd have bowled a yard fuller in this test, we would have probably taken more wickets. Yeah, the economy rate might have been slightly higher, but we'd have bowled, bowled them out earlier before they got to 450. And then if you take your catches, you're not 250 behind, you're 50 behind. You know, it's those those silly things. I think the way I see it is that for England to win a test match, though, they have to do that. They have to bowl the perfect line in length for an entire game. They have to take every single catch. They have to bat as well as they can to win. Whereas I think Australia don't have to do that. No, I don't think not, Australia have I'm, to have to play as well as they could possibly play. They could play better than they're playing right now, but they don't have to against England, who are a bit under par. Now I try not to always. Well, I'm, I don't think I am. I'm not really. A, I'm not a doom and gloom merchant. But I mean, I haven't seen a test side like this in a long time since the late nineties, early noughties. And I'll, I'll come to you with this one, Slats. It's it's been a long time. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Who trying to say, mate? <laughs> As the only two follically challenged males on this podcast, um, just a, I've just got a wide party, mate. Sorry. <laughs> what I'd say is, it takes you know, a real it's... long time for you to wash your face. Exactly. <laughs> but it doesn't take me long to dry my hair. <laughs> So make an absolute killing on savings on shampoo. But the one thing I would say is I haven't seen an England side who have struggled to take the catches and been this poor in the field and been this poor with the bat in a a very long time. Yeah, listen, I'd agree. And I think uh, having said that, you you won't remember this, but back in the 80s when... um, Born in the 80s. Yeah, okay. When we we, we toured Australia and famously won, I think it was 86, 87, uh, the Australian media said, you know, this, this, this England side can't bat, can't field, can't bowl. And we won the series. But this, <laughs> this English side is struggling to do all of those three. I think the bowlers have been okay, to be fair. But it's the fielding that's let us down. And, and, and as Will rightly said, you know, we take our catches, we bowl the right lengths and everything. We take our catches, not much between fine margins in test cricket. But what I can't get my head around is that Australian first innings what were we doing? Were we trying to take wickets or were we just trying to put as many men on the boundaries as you possibly could to stop them scoring runs? And it was just, this is test cricket. You've got to take 20 wickets to win a test match. And all we did was the whole, I think I can only think the plan was, Hey, let's, let's just grind this out. Let's get as many men on the boundaries as we possibly can to stop them scoring runs until it gets dark. And then we'll take wickets. Now there's, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot made about analytics in modern sport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And coming into a game with plans pre-match, do you think that Root sticks too much to the plan that's made before the game? Do you think he's lacked the ability as a captain to make decisions on the fly? What I mean, I think they lack the ability to adapt. I don't think they adapt well enough. No, I don't think they do. I think they, they, you know, Silverwood says this is the plan. They agree the plan, and then, oh, the plan hasn't worked. What do we do now? There are um, astrophysics equations less confusing than trying to figure out England's bowling plans. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jenny, I, I, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. The ball's nipping around. The ball won. Like, I think, um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Broad came on to bowl. And uh, he beat uh, he beat the bat. He was bowling to Labuschagne. And he, he beat the bat like five times in the over. And then Stokes bowls the next over and bowls six bounces. I'm just like, he's just nipped. It's moving. It's not swinging, but it's moving off the pitch. And he bowled a good length. He's still a little bit short. But then he just went right back to bowling short. And I'm thinking, why are you not 
all the wicket how many how many wickets came from bounces it was a poor pull shot from uh harris and how many others actually I mean, came from that yeah. plan yeah. we're talking um, about we're talking about anderson and broad being the the main talking points coming into this side and broad finishes the first innings with one for 73 and anderson a decent two for 58 but it's yeah but the whole premise yeah the whole premise of the the field placing so if you look at all of anderson's wickets and broad's wickets uh you know it isn't caught deep deep point or you know deep square leg it's it's you know slip catches lbw's that sort of thing and we never put the batsman under that sort of pressure um and you know i felt sorry for them to be honest with you because they've come in to bowl what they, you know, they would normally bowl their fuller length, swinging it, nipping it around off the seam, and you know, very, very skilled at doing that. And they weren't given the field for him to do that. Didn't Labashane said he never actually felt in mm. while he was batting? He never felt in, but and I said it on the group, didn't I? It's like, have you ever thought of just sticking third man back and putting cover out? It's putting yourself in a gully in two, three slips and bowling top of off. That seems to me seems to me to be like the most basic part of a bowling plan it's the most simple plan you could possibly have in cricket and that doesn't seem like they actually tried it for long enough or did it you get driven through the covers for four fair enough it's going to be flat you're going to get driven through the covers but it's weird it's weird for me to think that they didn't get driven through the covers enough now they should have been been hit through them more i think we've been we were talking earlier about how the australians are quite negative toward you know you're a bit Bit harder on your own, like what you Jackson and Jack was talking about with Stark. From the outside looking in, what are your thoughts on England's field settings, captaincy, and yeah, we'll just start with that really. Yeah, um, oh, when I was watching the game, <clears throat> I had similar thoughts, you know, that all the field placements and that sort of stuff and the plans. Um, an hour into day one, first session on day one, we've got Stokes coming in trying the short tactic with three back on the boundary on the leg side, um, 16 overall pink ball, but. Um, I think all of, all of that, all those weird, you know, plans and that sort of stuff, are all a bit of a catalyst for not having a point of difference in terms of pace or spin. They're trying to create that point of difference with those, you know, all those medium paces they've got. Um, yeah, so I mean, you're not going to pick wood because of you know workloads that sort of stuff. Fair enough. Um, it almost comes back to that spinner point. Um, you know, if you've got someone with a point of difference to be able to, you know, even Parkinson, as you said. I, the way I sort of look at it is, is if you can't get, you know, a team out with four quicks, including Stokes, um, then what's the fifth one going to do? Like we saw that with Wokes a bit. Um, Might have almost been worth just picking Parkinson. And even if you only bowled 10 to 15 overs in the innings, um, um, <clears throat> it would have been pretty valuable and, and pretty valuable, I thought, um, um, in the second innings when they were started bowling all those spinners anyway. And you wanted someone to try and break partnerships. But I think, I think yeah, all those weird plans and that sort of stuff is a bit of a, as I said, a catalyst from um, those selections and not having that point of difference in their attack, to be honest. That's a very good point. I mean, we even had Ollie Robinson. He looked like our best spinner, didn't he? Big... <laughs> yeah. Very handy. Well, Smoot was off with, um, well, oh, groin issues, let's shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> but he was getting, he was... <laughs> You see him, him running it's between the wickets were painful. Yeah. <laughs> like John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, though, here, here you go. Uh, Jai Richardson comes on the bowl, and you look at the field placing, right? He comes on the bowl, he's first over. He's got a cordon, you know. He's got four slips and a gully, and, you know, they're all behind him. That was the difference, you know. And you look at the wickets Australia took. How many catches did Smith take altogether in the whole test match? All nick-offs, weren't they? Yeah, there's a and little was... bit, and there's a little bit of England's bad batting outside off stump, but yeah, of course. The, the right length to be bowling. Yeah, six slats, six, six catches, a, a second slip, and a, no, and a, a drop, second or first slip. and a drop. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Don't forget the drop. We got to rub that in. <laughs> Didn't cost but, much. No, but the point is, yeah. as a bowler, you then feel right. I've got the field for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bowl that line. But when you've got the field all over the place. What's my plan here? What do I do? It seems like they, they stuck to plan D for much longer than they stuck to plan A. Yeah. Question I'd like to I ask, think... do, do you think this England side could beat the current Australia A team? Yes, but they have to play perfectly. If England play the perfect test match, 
ball the right lengths, leave the right balls. You know, yeah, you play cricket properly. I believe that they could win, but they're just not doing that. You know, if if they play as well as they can, you know, and they judge the ball well and they bowl the right lengths, they take their catches, they feel well. They just, you know, I don't see why they can't win. You know, they they're creating just as many chances bowling, even with bowling the right the wrong lengths, they created just as many chances to bowl them out. But they didn't take it. They didn't take the chances. So I think um, I think there is the potential to do it, but I don't think there's potential to do it three tests in a row now. Like you look at you look, you just you take a few catches and you bowl the right length. Even taking a draw out of this, going a draw is like a win for England. That that would have been seeing that. Like how how many overs were left? Twenty. Twenty overs. Yeah, that's agonisingly close to from an England point of view as a win to only still be one down with three tests to go. Is a is a huge difference. Now you're staring, staring down the tunnel, aren't you? It's like, but you can literally you only have to play twenty overs better cricket, and you could come out of it not out of it. But now you're pretty much out of it, aren't you? So I mean, you probably look at who predicted three one. Um, yeah, I think I said three one. You said three one. I think I think that might be realistic. To be honest with you, Jack, we were all shocked with that. We thought you were going to go five nil. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was being modest. I was being modest. I think everyone might have changed their mind, actually. You I know, think yeah, we've all probably changed our mind <laughs> yeah. five nil at this Yeah, what are, the, this what are the odds over there on five nil? <laughs> McGrath's right sure. again. Very short. Yeah. Depending well, on the weather. So if we were to, let's, let's go second test. If we were to mark the players out of 10 so far. So we'll start with, we'll start with Australia. Um, so we'll start with Harris out of 10. What would we give him so far? Three. Two. He's only got three because he he got past five overs in the second innings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a two. Warner? Eight. Nine. Yeah, eight, I reckon. He'd have got a nine if he got his hundreds. Yeah, seven. Yeah, I'm still not still not forgiving him for the whole ball tampering thing, sorry. <laughs> automatic. <laughs> automatic no automatic three point no deduction. He's never allowed Actually, to score a ten yeah, for let's, Australia let's, again. That, that that moment, that that piece of commentary by Michael Hussey, absolutely oh. unbelievably good. What what fantastic moment of television that was. And I hope they do it more when I Shane couldn't believe the commentary it. box. That's amazing. <laughs> it it happened. It's not the first time. It always happens when before, Warnie's had a commentator too. Yeah. Um, it was, you might, might have seen it. Mark Nicholas, it was wasn't it, the last Mark time? Mark Nicholas, um, some uh, South Africa out here one summer. Um, yeah. Same thing. He was on 97 and literally it was worse than what Hussey said. He was like, um, he's never been out in the 90s or something like that. And next oh, ball was... I remember that. Oh. <laughs> and Warren's going mad. He's just like looking he's at him. He's going out yeah, in yeah. the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, it was something actually with, I don't know if you listened on TMS at all, but the, the, they were doing, obviously, because there was the COVID scare, so they were doing it remotely and everything else. And Tuffers and um, one of the guys was on, and they were talking to the statistician, statistician rather, and they're saying, right, um, but honestly, they're, they're doing really well. Oh, I, could shot. I can't say that. I can't say that. And the statistician said, it doesn't make any difference. I heard that. That was when the, the cameras went down. Yeah. They said, yeah. no. <laughs> Makes no difference whatsoever. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter what yeah. you say. It makes no difference. But we all play cricket. We're all superstitious. We think, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a batsman once stop midway through his innings to shout and tell people who'd started walking around the one <laughs> around the boundary <laughs> to stop and go and sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> Bowler's mid run up. He stopped. That he stopped the bowler, and everyone's looking to see what was kind That's of seeing. someone was walking walking behind. He's walked halfway down the strip and just given him an almighty bollocking. Okay. <laughs> Early, was that was that you trying to get into double figures for, for old <laughs> Mate, I'm never even out there long enough to face more than one, mate. So uh, <laughs> uh so moving on. Labashane. Nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. He yeah. never looks in trouble. Those, I know those stats you put up of his oh. first inning scores were absolutely yeah. ridiculous. His average of he's averaging 102 in in uh, yeah. first innings and test cricket, yeah, yeah, that's nuts. He's just a machine. I mean, he just, yeah. And for for a guy that took his chance um, and said, do you know what, I'll bat number three if nobody else wants to do it. Thanks very much. Yeah, and yeah. you know, fair play to him. Though, interesting yes. though, the commentator said he's been out caught in test match cricket twelve times, mm. and he's been dry 
dropped in Test match cricket thirteen times. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why has Butler was... played against him a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I thought that was an interesting stat. Luck's going to change soon, eh, guys? Um, <laughs> Make your own. But yeah, his his worst first inning score is forty seven. It's yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, 74, no. 67, 48, 185, 162, 143, 63, 250. But yeah, ridiculous. I won't read it all out because, yeah. Just think he needs to apply himself a bit more. Doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, Smith. Uh, Nine. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd rate him high because he's captain well as well and you got to, you can rate yeah. him for his catching his, his all round game is probably up there for an 8 or 9 isn't it even if he didn't get like hundreds you know he captained well caught well uh, do you know it's, it's a 9 for me it would be a 10 but I just can't like him I can't bring myself to like him so it's a 9 <laughs> I don't, I don't but it's, for me for harsh. me it's more Warner I don't it's Warner for me he's the one I, Smith's all right-ish I no think. no he bats beautifully but it looks ugly doing it and that's just I'm sorry. <laughs> if you watch, if you could only watch it from once he makes contact with the ball, yes, because <laughs> then it's almost uh, like a lot of the time it's technically right when he actually makes contact. It's all the stuff that happens before it, which uh, which isn't technically right. <laughs> you know what? It's like I think I think I... when they're out batting, it's like that uh, Spider-Man meme, isn't it? Kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Aaron. Smith more. When he, I like Smith more when he was a very average leg spinner. But there we are. <laughs> he still is. What's changed? <laughs> he, he's now he doesn't bowl at all. He just bats. Okay, so the three that I think are going to be the most interesting, and we'll start with Travis Head. Give him a six. He, what do you get? Uh, what do you get for sixty? Uh, yeah, 60, yeah. sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yeah. Second, second, second go. Yeah, fifty-one. He probably had to bat a bit for the team, didn't he? You know, second innings. I, I, think, got I think he's done well for both tests so far. I think he's mm. been he's been <laughs> decent for someone who you know, Jack. You're saying he's probably under fire and. Not you know, not I'd a just, name. I'd give him an eight for that comedy moment for that ball he got bowled by Root for. He just hadn't got a clue where he'd gone. But when he realised, <laughs> ah, walked off. <laughs> Cameron Green. Seven. Uh, Bowls pretty nine. well. He's bowled pretty well. I mean, what's he in for? His batting or his bowling? He's batting pretty high. Or is, he a gen- is he a genuine yes. 50-50 all-rounder? Or nice. is he turning oh. into a 50-50 all-rounder? He's seventy thirty. He's pretty much about. He averages fifty something in shield cricket. Yeah, um, batting batting at number four. So, well, that's what um, I thought. But it's a, he's he's. I think they've even said in the press, haven't they? They've got more out of the ball than they thought they would do out of it. Mm. He's actually bowling quite quick. He's bowling some in like one hundred and forty three cases, isn't he? Yeah, it's funny because last series, <laughs> last summer he um he was contributing and sort of averaged forty odd with that series against India and. Obviously, didn't get a wicket. He got his first test wicket at the Gabba then, um, just recently. Um, and then this summer, it's 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 a full 180s um, bowling quite well and um, sort of struggled with the bat. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's green. Like, he it wasn't was, struggling in the shield though, was he? He he got a yeah. couple yeah. hundreds, didn't he, or something before the test series started? Yeah. Across these two yeah. tests, he's a six. I think, and that's for yeah. his bowl. His bowling again, comedy moments. Gets bowled by Stokes. Playing a, 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 a regulation uh, straight one, and then, gets, straight, it, yeah. and, then, and then gets back in his crease. Like, what's happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he didn't want to get run out, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Sign of a true batsman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, Alex Carey. He's been good. Yeah, he's been solid. Oh, solid. And noticeable, missed, which is uh, he, all right. Yeah, I mean, you guys have judging him off Butler's standards, but he missed that one that went between, between him and Warner and yeah. we all in Australia yeah. just went, oh, Payne, Payne would have taken that. Um, nah, it's Warner's, that was so. Warner's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, easy, it's easy to blame he's, Warner. Yeah. He, he's been pretty good, though. He's been pretty yeah. good. He's been pretty impressive. He's been, he's been, he's been, he's been at, least a seven. Seven, at least a seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven, yeah. yeah. yeah seven. Okay. Um, Mitchell Stark. Seven. Ball pretty well. Seven and a half, just for setting the standard. First ball at the uh, Gabba. Mm. <laughs> setting the tone. Yeah. He actually took more wicket. He got six in the game, didn't he? Which was one more than Richardson, wasn't it? Um, well, yeah. His first, his first innings, he took uh, four for 37, which if we're talking about bowlers who can bat, he actually scored 39 with the bat. Yeah, so don't he, forget he, his yeah. runs, because he's come in when Australia have sort of been a bit wobbly. 
and he's coming and held, you know, and, and scored runs. He hits Cow so- Corner so well. Oh. I, he, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. like, like, he just lines, lines that slog up. And he's a big lad and he always seems to catch it pretty well. I always think yeah. like, as soon as somebody like tosses yeah. it up, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> did you see did you see Wokes bowling? Wokes was trying to bowl as far outside off stump as he possibly could. And he was still having a big whoosh. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he's trying to drag he got, it. He got called for a, a wide, didn't yes. he? In, inside the um inside the markers, which I thought wasn't a wide in test cricket. I thought he genuinely had to miss the strip for it to be a wide in test cricket, but it was only just it was only just a wide in uh, in one day cricket. No, I thought it was a bit hard. Oh, no, it was a big wide. It was, but then he bowled was... the same. Then he bowled the same. He didn't play at it, did he? And uh, so we called it a wide. And then he bowled one exactly the same about three balls later, and he swung at it and just missed it. And he didn't call it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ended up on two for forty three in the England second innings and a useful nineteen. With the bat. Okay, so next one, Michael Nessa. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. Fair, six. I'd say seven right. just because just of the way he batted in that first innings. Oh, um, so yeah, he smacked it. That six over uh, cover was decent. Mm. <laughs> or point, or light cover point, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. He would have come fresh out of the uh, big bash as well, wouldn't he? Almost. I don't know if he was oh. playing. Or was he playing in that, or was he just? Literally in the Australia camp, he wouldn't have played. More, probably yeah, more fresh out of that fighter he got against the Lions. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ideal, yeah. ideal preparation, and then yeah, straight into the squad. So mm. didn't really play any big match. No, he wouldn't um, have done, would he? Fresh out of filming sex education, Jai Richardson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Do you know what? When he came I, out... I called that. I tweeted it, and then Wisden, who follow us, then copied it and tweeted it a bit better, and they got. A lot more. Like, Who copied it? Uh, wisdom. Uh, wisdom. Did they? Wisdom yeah. follow. Yeah. Decent that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he walked out there and he'd obviously told uh, the guys in the in the changing rooms, you know, I'm going to be first ball for six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it is second, second ball, ball for six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just for the serial killer eyes, I yeah, I've got to give him a seven. He probably uh, called. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So you have to, you have to edit that out. Sorry. Yeah, well, don't worry, mate. And Nathan Lyon. I think he's been seven, seven, eight, seven, eight, eight. I would seven. say eight, eight. Yeah. I, I think he's bowled really well. Once he's got his four hundredth Test wicket, I think he's just been off and running. Well, got that off his shoulder, you mean? Yeah. Australia overall. Well, they're in, they're the nine probably overs as a team, aren't they? They haven't done much wrong. I'd say. Yeah, haven't put a foot on the, They've been in control all the way through. Um, yeah. So yeah. The only reason they're not yeah. a 10 is because they probably should have just bowled us out and not had to bat again. Okay, now here comes the fun part. And these are our rankings, not the amount of runs they've got in the test. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is, is this the whole series or just second test? <laughs> second test. Let's go just, second test. Just second, second test. Make it easier. Yeah, go on. Uh, let's go Hamid. So, yeah, I, I was going to go like, yeah, like a three or four because he just... He look he looks okay, but sort of isn't adapted. Yeah. Six runs in two innings, and I don't think his he, fielding he, is particularly the best. He plays that cover drive and never looks like hitting the boundary with it. Even though he hits it into space, it's always going to be three. <laughs> um, Bobby Burns, one. Yeah. <laughs> he got, he got a, two. You had that forty, two, didn't he? Two. Got Thirty-four. Thirty. Thirty. But didn't look. Yeah, but didn't he got, look he got comfortable doing it. He got thirty something between fine leg and square and deep square. So it's like, ever, I don't... Hey, you pay for it all. You pay for it all. He's, he's <laughs> getting like genuine, like he's getting like half volleys on off stump, and he's inside edging it to mid wicket. You know, it just doesn't look in ever. Just hit it down the ground, but you can when your bat's coming right. from from cover. And as I as I said well, on on our group, he can't catch COVID, mate. Seriously. Yeah. Well, from an Australian point of view, I'd give him a nine. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. From your point of view, our lads are rating higher than yours. Yeah. It's Jack, and I've something in my pocket for you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, good job. This is just uh, this is non-visual podcast. Um, David Milan. Do you know what? Good. Six. He, he's definitely a he's six. good player. Yeah, I think yeah, six, maybe seven, seven. Six. maybe seven. Yeah, it's seven if his uh, second inning shot wasn't shit. What about 
first ball, he just walks out, slays on through the covers for four. I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, that wow. T20, mate. Yeah. My guy. He just can do play. It, yeah. Or he got, off, yeah. he got off the mark, didn't he, with a quick single. Bang. I'm off. Let's go. Joey. Yeah, he just, he, yeah. But I said it in the last, he's just a little bit wafty at times, isn't he? And that's how he got out in the end. Yeah. He's a little bit wafty. And he will get out like that. Um, Joe in yeah. his injured route. <laughs> I get yeah. that. It's good yeah. for me. That's not bad, actually. Uh, for his batting, I would say he's probably a six. But from his captaincy, I just I five. Yeah, it takes five. him back down five. Yeah. Either either the bowlers don't want to do what he's telling him to do, or he's telling him to do the wrong thing. So either way, it's poor captaincy. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. He um, obviously batting well still, and all the rest. Just um, I think the whole speeding debacle at the moment too is probably affecting me a bit. I don't know what you know it feels like over there, but having to bowl is spinning, take a bit of a lead there, and it looks like he's just thinking about a lot of things. Um, yeah, probably a five. I'd agree. Yeah. Okay, Stokes five. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't give him more than a five. Yeah. I get like if you want to give it, if you want to rate him out of effort, then he's probably a ten. Yeah. But rate amount of performance, I'd say if I, I like, yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's probably harsh because he's been told to bowl a certain way. Um, and he's come he's, very little cricket with Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it, yeah, it's probably a five for me. Ollie Pope. Two. Two. One. Just but. Does he get dropped next test? Yeah. Bairstow comes in, I reckon. Yeah. He, he I, just... I said, you know, I said it, didn't I? Didn't I say he looks like frantic? Yeah, I said it's too busy, mm-hmm. remember? And I, one yeah. of the commentators said, and he, he said it better than me, he just looks in a rush. Yeah. He's in a rush. Like, he's either got no time, but he's just trying to... He's still trying to impose himself, and he just needs to relax, man. Just, just he's relax. Just, he's trying to manufacture shots when he's, he needs to understand he's playing test yeah. cricket, and, and the situation is, is different. And he, he just... Mm. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I said it wasn't it. I said he yeah. was. He was. He was. He was I said uh, fifty over middle over batting. Is what and I said last time, wasn't it? And that's he, how he's still batting in a test match. Yeah. Like he's trying to keep the run rate up and he's, without he, taking risks, and it's not needed. Yeah, and he's had the best opportunity coming into bat at the right time. Yeah. Okay, Josh Butler. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll, two I actually said battled in the second innings. Yeah, he, what, he what would have been a one. Well, you, you get a duck, you drop Labashane, you don't look particularly good behind the stumps. I don't think he. I mean, uh, is he is he being judged on his? He's a three. He's a three for me. You reckon? Yeah, he's a three for grit, and <laughs> he would have been a four, but then he kicked his own stump service. So. Wasn't it um, second most balls faced in the fourth innings on the fifth day? Yeah. Or something like that, ever. Something like what that he, that he got. You're a wicketkeeper batsman who's not very good at wicket, who hasn't done his job at wicketkeeping. I won't say he's not very good because mm. he's a test wicketkeeper. And you're not scoring the amount of runs for someone who isn't necessarily the best wicketkeeper. And yeah, yeah, okay, you you know, if it wasn't for that gritty 26. Which could have been more if he hadn't he's had turned a, down the a, runs you know, well, he's had but... a bad, he's, a, he's had a very bad test. You know, yeah, he has had a bad test, he's, but he did take some blinding catches as well as the dollies that he dropped. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's yeah. you know, I he's a three, but I'd you know, it, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather him take the regulation ones to be honest. Yeah, um, wokes actually, <laughs> from a batting point of view, he actually just hasn't done that badly. Um, got a very good ball off Richardson, you know, he set him his up, feet, yeah, but he set him up beautifully, he was swinging everything away, and then he got one to jack back. Um, you know, it was a good ball, but Phil you know. Jagielka. Um, <laughs> I, mate, four. I, yeah, he sort of yeah. like I think I think you said earlier that he sort of looks like he's being strung along as the fifth bowler, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jack said earlier, didn't he? Yeah, Robinson five broad. <laughs> All right, so nobody else going to say anything on that. Just <laughs> I think five's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Broad just broad to three. I'm sorry, you've got a test cricketer who is frightened of the ball with his batting. I'm sorry, he gets paid a lot of money and he's frightened of the ball. The way he got and, in that first innings was just, I don't want to do this. Uh. <laughs> and Jimmy Anderson? Mm, five. Uh, they, normally the seamers would, would be rated higher, but they're all too short. 
Yeah. And bowl the right length. Yeah. So they can five. bowl too so, short. It's got to be a five. So, no matter so how many times they beat the bat or how well they bowled, it just wasn't the right length. And in total, England? Five. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were 20 overs off during a test match. You've got to remember that. Maybe like a six. I don't know. I, I, if they actually played like sort of half average, they'd probably draw the test. Like they played pretty poorly. Like they were, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And for the quality of the side that they've got, they are underperforming, which with the quality yeah. of the side that they've got, they, they're not going to win, are they? If you're underperforming, if Australia underperform in the next test, they still might win. Yeah. Okay. Already so, already straw. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, straw. quick yeah. final question with our final three minutes here. Now, who comes in and who drops out of this England side? Now, this is a hard one as the people who you're probably going to bring in are probably going to be just as out of form as the people who you're dropping out. But who comes in, who comes out, and who's lucky to stay in the side for the next test? And we'll start where is it? Where Bill. is it again? Where is it again? It is MCG, isn't it? MCG. Yeah. MCG. Does it spin? Not, not really. Oh, it? It's 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 not as pace friendly. It's a bit, bit of a flatter deck. Is it? Uh, I think Pope misses out, doesn't he? And I think he's also dropped a couple of catches. So I think Bearstow comes in. I think Butler will just carry on, um, even if he doesn't take the gloves. If you bring Bearstow in, he could keep Butler could just bat. Maybe Butler goes up to six, and Bearstow bats seven, all the other way around, or something like that. Um, but actually, Bearstow would have to be five, wouldn't he? Christ. Do you I don't get- know. <laughs> Do you give Bearstow the gloves then? Possibly, if that if that's going to improve. I mean, if you give Bearstow the gloves, I don't think Butler keeps again. Yeah, I, do you know what? I they would, did it I'd... with they did it with Bearstow before, didn't they? Where they gave mm. Butler the gloves, didn't they? Yeah, I'd I'd give Bearstow the gloves. I'd seriously consider bringing Zach Crawley in. Folks, mm. folks has flown home, hasn't he? So you know, he's he's, he's not an op- he's not an option. I'd seriously think about doing that, bringing Zach Crawley in. Um, I think I think woke I think Wokes misses out. Yeah, I think you I could bring you could bring Bester in for Pope and Crawley in for Wokes, but um, you're still you're still probably short of bowler, aren't you? They might rest Anderson or Broad. Wood probably comes in for Broad. Yeah, oh, they, they've got to play a spinner. What do you think, Doily? Yeah, you need a frontline spinner, I think, but. Um, do Burns and Hamid both keep their spot? I suppose. No, I don't think they've got any openers to come in, have they? Unless the Crawley openers. I don't think we brought any. Crawley opens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we brought any. Think, is he actually gonna do? A you pre- job to, the to be fair, I don't think Crawley gets a gig. I think Bairstow gets a gig, and Wokes might miss out for Leach. Um, and then you might have Anderson abroad miss out for Wood. Because yeah. I think the original plan probably the what game was yeah. that Bearstow was going to start, wasn't it? And after these first two tests, you may as well just play him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll probably see those three changes, I reckon. It's going to be an interesting one and a quick prediction uh, for the next test. Will, who's going to win? Uh, Australia. Slats? <laughs> Head and heart. Head says Australia. Heart says let's, let's sneak a draw. <laughs> Have you... Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. England. England will get up. Go two-one. Interesting. Jax. Keeping his three-one, three-one prediction alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, um, I think I think England are more of a chance in, in Melbourne than probably they are in the first couple of tests. I mean, it starts with the toss. Yeah, the, the toss is pretty important. I think if it wins the toss and they can bat and sort of a bit of a probably a bit of a sigh of relief for the England fans in the England camp. If they have to go out and bowl to Australia on Boxing Day, and could be another long test. But um, they're, they're actually more of a chance. They've got to pick a spinner in even if they don't you know, want to. Um, they can't go five clicks at the MCG. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, Leach and I, I think England are a good chance. I'm trying to be positive here to, you, to all your <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Wokes misses out, doesn't he? Yeah. Not a problem. Anyway, all that leaves me to say is thank you very much, guys. But thank you very much, Jackson. And uh, thank you very much, Jack, uh, both of you, for getting up super early. Um, and we'll definitely get, have you both guys on the next one. And um, thank you very much, Slats. All right, guys. Have a great Christmas. Fantastic. Thanks, See you guys. Very best. Thanks, See guys. you guys. See you next time, yeah? Have Take a care. great Christmas. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Cal Corner Podcast.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.